All right, it's time again. Let's gather in, find our places. Find our hymn books, turn to page 264. And uh, we'll try to sing at the cross. Before we do, let's pray and ask the Lord to help us in our service this evening. Lord, we thank you for again, you've blessed us together. We thank you, Lord, for your wonderful seeking us, speaking to us. We thank you, Lord, for your presence and your promises that when we are assembled in your name, and we are, that you would be here in our midst. Now manifest yourself, Lord, in glory and honor. Help us to worship you in spirit and in truth. And draw us nigh to you, Lord. Help us to draw nigh to you. You promised you would draw nigh to us. Help us to walk with you, talk with you, and go with you, obey you in Jesus' name. Amen. Just, just a little, uh, I don't know if we call it an advertisement or whatever, but yeah. the Holiness Messenger, I noticed a, a different one, a different color up here. And I looked at the month, and it's going in reverse. I don't know how we got that, but it's March, April 2020. But Brother Eugene Futrell has a great article there on the front about prayer. Inside, there's one that I just read over real fast about the Pioneer Pastor. Great, great wonderful words so make sure you get your copy uh, and uh, it'll be a blessing to you and after you read it you might want to pass it on to somebody else and uh, be a blessing to them <clears throat> amen at the cross 64 
6. How's your relationship to it? How's your relationship with Jesus? <laughs> Some people say God, you know, they pray to God and they say this about God, and that's okay. We should. But do you know Him? <clears throat> he manifested Himself because He is Spirit. But He manifested Himself to us, He revealed Himself through Jesus. Amen. I'll be a friend to Jesus. 
Still, he was God's friend. That's right. All said and done. That's Amen. Right. You say, well, I don't know about me. I, I kind of flubbed it here. Page uh, 396. <clears throat> uh, I'm sorry. 393. But look at Moses. Look at Abraham. Yeah. God's friend. <laughs> what a master. What a friend. Right. Amen. That loves us enough to know what we're made of. And when we do it right, you still our friend. Right. Amen. Amen. 393. When we all get to heaven. Which road are you on? Right. Road to heaven? That narrow path? Yes. Jesus said, Few there be that find it. Broad is the road that leads to destruction. Yes. My dad always said, The road to hell is paved with good intentions. Think about it. I want to walk that narrow path. Yes, sir. And make it. <laughs> Amen. When we all get to heaven. Let's sing.
to the prize. Have you got that prize in your eyes? You know? Hey. The Spirit is eternal. It cannot be seen with your natural eyes. You must see it in that vision of faith. Amen. But the same things which are seen are temporal. Temporary. Oh. Sometimes the temporariness of life bumpuzzles me. <laughs> I'm telling you, it does. I'm thinking, oh, why can't And by the time you think it should stay that way, it changes. And then it fades. And then it rusts. Well, God has so designed us to live forever in His presence. Amen. I want to make sure I live forever in His presence and make it to heaven. Amen. Maybe see it. You don't want to have a special prayer need. I know we need to remember Brother Jackie, Sister Zila. Uh, Chris. Remember, yes, remember Chris. After he told me who Chris was, I, I said, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I'm going to have to go and uh, visit him at his workplace. And, we'll tell you after church, Jay. All right. Remember, Sister Hayslip, she's with us. She's with us, but she's been having a lot of problems in her body. Continue. Remember, Sister Linda also. Yes. And several others. Uh, Otis has been with us, but he's still having a little weakness going on. And, and I think Brother Jamie still has some of that lasting stuff that, that affects us after the virus. So please remember those that have been uh, having trouble with that. Y'all, thank y'all for praying for me about my vertigo. Uh, this is day two without me. Praise God. Yeah. When she feels better, I feel better. Yeah, it does. No way. Yeah, that makes a difference. Rusty. Please pray with us about Marshall. Uh, and ask the Lord to please help him and uh, help Lori, especially. Need, we need the Lord to help us know how to, what to do. <clears throat> uh, pray for all the people going back to school tomorrow. It's going to be a lot different this year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yes. All right. Remember our country. I don't see uh, James. Yeah, Pastor James. Uh, I can't see that man. But uh, come back now. Just remember him. Yes. Also remember uh, Brandon and Tammy. Yes. Robert Luke's family. Yes. Uh, some others. Brother Jack and Sister Yes. All right. Much to pray about. 
Please read. If you want to read, read about the prayer in the front page, Brother Eugene Futrell. I remember, I, was that his dad that used to pray at Allentown so loud? Uh, I, I, I wish I could have got all that family straight, but there was a brother, Futrell, that come to Allentown. <clears throat> They're from North Alabama, I think, somewhere up in there. And uh, I'll never forget the way he prayed. I don't know why he done it, but just the way some people are. And he'd get that hand. He put it behind that ear like that right there. And when he done that, he shifted in another gear. <laughs> Where are the people that praise like that man? Come on. Come on. We are the people. Right. Now it's our turn. That's right. So let's pray and ask the Lord to help us in these requests. All right? Let's pray.
thinking, Lord, I'm so unworthy, so unworthy to be counted, to be part of the family, to be counted as part of His family. I can't imagine it. My brother, my oldest brother, my oldest brother, he, um, he, um, he was an atheist and agnostic most of his life. He one time had jailhouse religion while he, he was in jail. That didn't last long, especially after he got out. But oh, about two or three years ago, I guess it was, he called me one time, got to talking to me, and I could tell there was something different about my brother. He got to talking about being saved. You probably know how it is, don't you? People come and tell you they're saved, and you're saying... I hope you really got it. Uh, you don't say that, but that's what you're saying. I hope you really got it. But when he come up and he said, Jeff, one thing I don't understand. Why would he save me? Woo! The Holy Ghost just went right through me and I thought, and I told him, I said, that's the same thing I've asked. Why would he save me? Amen. Oh, unworthy, oh God. But oh, He's worthy of our praise. Amen. I'm not going to try to talk Him out of it. Oh no, I thank the Lord for what He's given to me. I thank the Lord for Him saving me and keeping me all these years. Amen. A nobody. Still a nobody. But I thank the Lord for what He's done for me. Amen. He's been so good. So good. Amen. Thank you. Oh, hallelujah. Don't know what to do. I, I don't know about you, but I like just soaking. Yeah. Yeah. Never been in this? I just like soaking. Soak it up. Amen. 
I have to admit, I was in the shower for 30 minutes this morning. Well, I was soaking up the hot water. And how much more should we soak up the Spirit of God? Oh, I praise the Lord. He inhabits the praises of His people. Preached on His people or my people. So in the Lord's perspective, my people this morning. And oh, I don't know about you. I like being in His presence. I like feeling His presence. to get us another song. We're going to do one of them formal things. Uh, take the offering. Brother Caleb, get you to come and receive our offering here. Josh, it took me a little while to remember everything. Been a lot of changes in different churches. Whenever I first uh, went to Jersey, it was right before Brother Lynn Head went. And so I kept wondering and thinking now, I know the pastor up there. They just changed. Just changed. And uh, then someone helped me. I said, who's the pastor up there now? And they said, Brother Rick Simpson. So I've known him for years. So he's a friend. And I appreciate him. And I don't know if any of y'all have heard, but uh, Brother Dean is now pastor over where Brother Shanafelt pastor. And so they've had a change over there too. But uh, I appreciate the different men of God. And so good having our friend from, from Jersey. All right, Brother Caleb, if you would. Oh, just because we're doing this, don't 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 die on me now. Don't die on us. So I'd like to give the Lord a good praise offering. Here. I thank the Lord for uh, just for filling His presence. Um, I know. Uh, I think the last couple of services before we had a little discussion, I guess, with Austin, and I've had it on my mind literally. And I've heard how some of the old time used to walk through them doors with praise, you know, raising hands. Yeah, right, right. About every time I've got outside the doors, I've done this, you know, and I've thought about something else, or I got late. You know, and I, I felt really bad, you know, at that point because I, I honestly, what this tree said, yeah, I felt guilty. You know, I don't feel like I really just given him praise like he deserved. You know, every morning, especially on Sunday mornings, I like to say, Lord, we're going to your house this morning. We're going to worship you this morning, Lord. We're trying to lift up our hands and praise you this right. day that we're focusing on you, you know, and that made me feel so guilty. I didn't feel like I was worthy to stand up, you know. That's what the fella can do when we kneel down. If I can't kneel down, I know, I know I've heard different people, you know, if you saved or if you feel the Holy Ghost, if you're a pastor, if you're a preacher, you know, when you go kneel down, they're like, oh, he done backslid. You know, that's what, but you know, it's, the thing is, it's not about them, it's about him. Yeah, you can't kneel down here. I don't kneel down when we go to see him up there, you know, and I'm going to do whatever he lays on my heart, even if it's the little things. And, it's, and, it's, and that's one of the things about yielding to him that has always baffled me. It's very, very, very simple things. Yes. And then it could be walking around the church, it could be running, it could be going to somebody and praying with them. But, but when you yield to that, yes. it's like it's a, it, it just burns inside oh, of you. Yes. It let you go. Oh, yeah. It goes around your mind. That ain't the devil. That's the Lord. He's telling yeah. you, come on. 
And the devil's going to tell you it's not That's right. And so I believe if you're in his house and, and then it'll relay over out into the world, you know, when you go out, you know, relay that same way. If we can yield to him here, we can yield to him out there. That's right. I think he's just helping us to grow, and that's what I want to do in everything that I do, um, especially in worship, you know. I mean, I, 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 real quick, I did a little thing. Uh, I looked it up in Sunday school because I was thinking about worship this morning. And I was just talking, we talked about sports and things like that. And it said the average, the, the Americans, average annually, they spend $56 billion a year on sports events, you know. And then their time, it's over over 10% of their time that they, per day. Yeah. You know, my mom, I remember her testifying, the Lord dealt with her, how much time do we spend with worshiping and talking to them? Two hours and 40 minutes a day out of a 24-hour day. Well, that might not be exactly... Uh, to you know, 10 percent of 24 hour a day, but roughly, you know what I'm saying. Uh, and and I've, I've had that roll around in my mind. I got to spend more time with them. If we can do that for the things we want as entertainment, we can spend more time with Him in prayer, most definitely, yeah. and worship, yeah. most definitely. I love Him. Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. My testimony is um, our family was going through the worst time that our family has ever faced. And I went to a camp meeting in uh, Virginia. Yep. And uh, the Lord spoke to me and said, I want you to praise me for this trial. Yes. yes. Thank me for it. Yes. There are going to come blessings out of it that you have not seen. You don't yep. know about what I mean. Yes. But I want to tell you right now, he was right. Yes. yes. When I began to praise him, though, for the jail, the change. Yes. That's right. Yes. That's right.
collect souls. You were born to the family that you were born to because the Lord directed it. Can you imagine if you had been born to another family? Aren't we blessed? Our raisins. Amen. Some haven't had much raisins, but whatever we got, God knew just where we need to be. We could have been born in India. Come on. To a family of sewer cleaners. That's the lowest class over there. And they're the ones that are mainly Christians. Huh? They don't grumble. Amen. They're blessed. We are so blessed. So very blessed. Amen. When we start at the church, you know, I know sometimes it gets a little hot. There's nothing like it was before we got the AC in the old building, was it? We had hot services in. We're blessed. Got cushioned benches. Come on. Got carpet. Wow. Huh? We're blessed. We are blessed. It could be so different. But I thank the Lord. I thank the Lord that He loved us enough. That's right. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank the Lord. Amen. Thank you. All right. Let's get into the Word. your Bibles. Let's see here. Oh, I have to forgive me for just one minute here. Amen. All right. If you would stand with me as we uh, we read His Word, I'm still my mind is still thinking about the Lord's return. Come on, and so uh, turn with me to um, uh, Revelations chapter 14. Revelations chapter 14, and we'll start with the uh, ninth verse. Everyone, when you get it, if you would tell, say amen. 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 I'll give you just a moment or two for the rest of you to get it. Amen. It says, And a third angel followed them, saying with a loud voice, If any man worship the beast and his image and receive his mark in his forehead or in his hand, the same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God which is poured out without mixture into the cup of his indignation. And he shall be tormented with fire and brimstone in the presence of the holy angels and in the presence of the Lamb. And the smoke of their torment ascendeth up forever and ever. 
and they have no rest day nor night who worship the beast and the image and whosoever receiveth the mark of his name. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. And I heard a voice from uh, heaven saying unto me, Right, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord from henceforth. Yea, uh, the spirit that they may rest from their labors and their works to follow them. And I looked uh, uh, and behold a white cloud and upon the cloud one sat like unto the Son of Man, having on his head a golden crown, and in his hand a sharp sickle. And another angel came out of the temple, crying with a loud voice to him that sat on the cloud, Thrust in thy sickle, and reap, for the time is come for thee to reap, for the harvest of the earth is ripe. And he that sat upon the cloud thrust in his sickle in the earth, and the earth was reaped. You understand what I'm talking about? Amen. This is when the Lord captures His church. This is the bride. Amen. This is the fruit that He has bore. This is the fruit that He will take to Himself. Amen. And then it goes on and said, And another angel came out of that temple, which is in heaven, and he also having a sharp sickle. And another angel came out from the altar, which had power over fire, and cried with a loud voice to him that hath the sharp sickle, saying, Thrust in the uh, sharp sickle, and gather the cluster of the vines of the earth, for her grapes are fully ripe. And the angel thrusted in his uh, sickle, into the earth and gathered the vine of the earth and cast it into the winepress of the wrath of God. And the winepress was trodden without the city and became blood, uh, and blood came out of the winepress even unto the horse's bridle by the space of a thousand and six hundred furlongs. Amen. This hadn't happened yet, folks, but it's coming. Amen. Dear Lord Jesus, we thank You for Your Word. We thank You, Lord, for the hope that it brings to Your people. And we thank You, Lord, that it brings also a warning to those who are doubtful, to those, O oh God, who are timid, to those who will not trust in You, and to those who go the other direction. But Lord Jesus, I thank You. Because Lord, through Your Word and Your convicting power, Lord, You drew me unto Yourself. And Lord, here this evening, I pray, would You anoint these feeble lips of clay. Oh, dear Jesus, would You move, oh God, and touch hearts and lives. And Lord, help them to leave, Lord, differently than the way they came in. Help us, Jesus. Lord, we need You now more than we've ever needed You before. And Lord, I pray, help us to shine. Not for us, not for little Brooklyn, but for You, Lord Jesus that, Lord, Your name will be magnified and Your name will be lifted up. And, oh, Lord Jesus, those that are coming in in the last hour may see that light and rush unto You. Help us, dear Jesus, to fulfill that. Help us to be part of that, Lord, I pray. And, Lord, I thank You. I thank You for the moving of Your Spirit here this evening. Amen. Help me, Lord, as I try to preach Your Word. In Your blessed and holy and righteous name, I do pray.
Amen. Amen. This patience of the saints. Amen. This is a strain type. Thank you. This is a strange type of patience. How many of you in here have patience? I thank the Lord. I've got some honest folks here today. Amen. Because, you know, uh, when we have patience, we're not careful. We'll pray something like this Lord, give me patience and give it to me right now. Come on. But, you know, this patience that's being spoke of right here is a joyful, hopeful endurance. Have you ever endured something? Come on. Endurance. That's not just patience. That's more than patience. That's patience having to sit outside and the mosquitoes are biting you and you can't get in the house. That's patience. Amen. You know you're going to get in. You know? And so we're to have this joyful patience and hopeful patience waiting upon the Lord. The Lord never said it was going to be a cakewalk. And the Lord never said that salvation was going to be easy. It's not. God is looking for a people who have been proven. They have been tested. Amen. They have been tried. And they have been found faithful. Amen. Here we see in these verses that angel that comes down and he's given a warning about these marks. Amen. If any man worship the beast. When we talk about worship, we think of a bunch of people like the, the uh, 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 Muslims. How they all do their prayer thing, you know, and all toward that black square cube. It's crazy. But that's not worship of our God. Okay. But there are many who worship. Uh, uh, Brother Ryan was talking about worship. Uh, in all honesty, I'm first generation holiness. And, and so I came out of a high school and I played basketball. I was involved in everything that a worldly school would have. Uh, I did that. And whenever I heard the preacher preach about this type of stuff, it immediately clicked with me because... At one time, I was a worshiper of basketball. That was my God. Every day for six years about, I'd go out and play basketball, Ryan, at least two hours a day. That was what I was supposed to do. Huh? In the summer, in the rain. Huh? You see, that's what worshipers do. Amen. Doesn't matter if it rains. You're going to worship God. Amen. And so here these folks, they worship the beast. You may, there will be some that don't necessarily take the mark. Amen. But they may worship the beast. And I think there are some that worship the beast now. Amen. They worship this world and the, the things of this world. Amen. They worship the image. One of the tests and trials that I had was through my early years was that... Uh, my dad, he, uh, he was upper middle class coming up. That's almost a thing not known around a whole lot anymore. 
but an upper middle class. And there were times that mom and dad, I remember we went and took a look at a house that my dad was looking about buying. Beautiful house. Overlooked uh, the back river in Tybee Island. Amen. Had a pool. Amen. Fully furnished. Amen. And uh, uh, the people wanted $130,000 for it. My dad was from the old school. And he said, I don't pay that kind of money for no house. Come on. But as a young boy, that ignited a taste. The finer things. Come on. You dream of the finer house. Hey, man, that house with a you know, marble walkway inside and all that. What are you considering? What are you thinking about? Hey, man. Uh, Brother Steve's here and he's brought, he doesn't realize how many memories he's brought back to me. Amen. And I, I've known Brother Steve, for, uh, he knew us before we got married. And, uh, and I remember him when he bought his first little house. You know, it was just a little house. It was a nice little house, well built. I love the view of a, a, a town that's no longer not far from us. Amen. That's where he lives at. Little house. And you know what? He still lives in that house. His priorities were not in moving from this house to another house to another house to another house. Come on. Yeah. I hate moving. But, yeah, that's right. And so, what are we worshiping? The thing that occupies your mind the most. Listen to me. Think about it. The thing that occupies your mind the most is probably the thing you worship. If you're constantly thinking about making money, or if you're constantly thinking about uh, doing this job, or doing that job, or, or buying this dress, or looking this way, or doing whatever, that is your God. And you watch yourself. You'll put your money toward that. You'll put your time toward that. Amen. If we put that much time and effort toward the Lord, where would we be? Amen. And so, he talks about the, the if any man worship the beast, amen, or his image, and receive the mark in his forehead or in his hand, Amen. Listen to what it says. The same shall drink of the wine of the wrath of God. It doesn't say might. It says it will. There are going to be times in our lives we're going to have to say no. There are things in our society that are coming our way that we're probably going to have to stand up and say no. Come on. Amen. And so uh, here these folks took that mark. And so they ended up becoming under the, uh, under the raft of God and it said it was poured out without mixture. We're seeing the raft of God in our country. Seeing the raft of God around the world. Amen. I know uh, it's not a popular thing to preach, but I'm going to tell you something. Our God controls the whirlwind. Our God controls the seas. Amen. 
He controls the thunderstorms. Amen. And the lightning. He controls it. Amen. And through the years and through the Word of God, you'll see that God used it. Amen. At one particular point, and Brother Robert knows, amen, and you probably know too, that a big whirlwind came between the Egyptian army and the children of God while they crossed over this, uh, the Red Sea. Come on. And so, God uses that. And so, we don't want His, His upon us. That's one reason why, and I don't understand, forgive me, I'm old timey. I don't understand why people want to go and take a needle and puncture themselves and put in ink on them. And sometimes they put stuff on them and you say, what is that? I don't know. I just liked it. Otis, some of that's Chinese stuff, Chinese type stuff. What does that mean? Well, it's supposed to mean good luck or something like that. Well, I've been to China. Come on. I can't write Chinese. But they let me know that each one of them symbols has a meaning. Amen. Each one of those uh, uh, letters, and so it might mean good luck, but it also might mean. Good luck by the devil. And you might not know it. Amen. And I'm going to tell you, oh man, I'll be in trouble here. God's people don't put tattoos on their bodies. You are not to mark your body. Don't do that. Little children, don't take an ink pen and mark your body. Don't do it. God doesn't like that. Amen. Now, if you've already been inked up, God will save you. And He'll save all of the tattoos. Amen. But once we're saved, we don't go and get a Christian tattoo put on. Come on. God will save you. He'll keep you. You say, Brother Jeff, you are so out of the loop. Yeah, I know. I'm so out of the loop. I just stick with the Word of God. Amen. Don't defile yourself. Amen. Because you don't know. You might be putting the mark of the beast on yourself. Hello? And not even know it. And so, it talks about the smoke going up. And then it says, Here is the patience of the saints. Amen. That joyful, hopeful endurance of waiting for God. I'm going to tell you something. As saints and saints of God, we have gone through a time and since the time since the Lord has gone back, I'm going to tell you, Christians, genuine Christians, have been persecuted. And sometimes the worst persecution came from so-called other Christians in the church. Atrocities. But I'm going to tell you, God's always got a real genuine. Amen. You might say, well, Brother Jeff, how do I know the difference? That's why you read your Bible. And it doesn't matter if Brother Jeff comes up or an angel from heaven comes up or someone uh, you really love starts preaching something and it's contrary to the Word of God. Reject it! Reject it! God's Word is right. Amen. Amen. And the devil is going to be trying to deceive. Amen. And so our patience is that patient, joyful endurance. Notice what else is here. 
for those that don't believe that you have to do anything to say saved. Here are they that keep the commandments of God. Are you keeping the commandments of God? Well, Brother Jeff, I don't even think about that. That's not even part of you know my... It better be. Because if you're breaking the commandments of God, if you're breaking the Word of God, you are not counted in this group. These are those, amen, that keep the commandments of God. Why? Because Jesus said, if you love me, ye shall keep my commandments. Yeah. Woo! Hallelujah. Keep them. Yes. Amen. Well, Brother Jeff, you know, I consider, I don't care what you consider. Well, I think, I don't care what you think. If you're doing something that's contrary to the Word of God, you're not keeping His commandments. Brother Robert mentioned a little earlier, hey amen, about Moses. I love that story. One of my favorites in the Scriptures. Hey amen, about how Moses spoke to the Lord face to face as a man speaking to a friend. They didn't have telephones back then. And they didn't text. This was like me and Otis talking. Come on. And so we're to keep His commandments. We're to keep the faith of Jesus. Yeah, I know it came back around, but it, years and years ago it was popular and then it came back around. It's, that's the way styles go. You know, WWJD. What would Jesus do? Huh? But the question is, what are you doing? And would you be ashamed of Jesus catching you doing that? Come on. Don't do anything that you think, amen, would hurt the Lord. You say, Brother Jeff, why would that hurt? It hurts his feelings. Huh? You ever love somebody? Well, you know, I love my wife. I love my children. And I got a puppy dog I love. Come on. I've been a little upset with him lately. Because <laughs> it seems like he's wanting to pay more attention to others than to me. I caught him yesterday or the day before yesterday going over and sniffing at a door where my father-in-law, you know, had been staying for a couple weeks with us. You say, what, what does that mean? He was looking for him. He wanted to go be with my father-in-law. You know? And when my father-in-law was there, he took up with my father-in-law. I didn't like that too good. I'm trying to make a point. When we do things that are contrary to the Word of God, we're taken up with the devil. We're taken up rebelliously. There are two types of rebellious people. There are some folks that are rebel and they're in your face. Well, I don't care what you say and I don't care where you got that from. I don't care if it's in the Bible. I'm not going to do it. And then you got the others that say, uh-huh, uh-huh, but in their heart they're saying, that's crazy, I'll never do that. Those are the silent, rebellious people. And I'm going to tell you, you can't be rebellious and make it to heaven. 
I don't like making up the bed. Hello? When I was younger and before I got married, the bed that I had, I just had one big seat I could pull over and that was it. You know? And I kicked my dirty clothes underneath the bed. Come on. I did that the first couple months of marriage too, but anyway. But I couldn't find my clothes. My wife said, I'm washing everything that's in dirty clothes. I said, well, under the bed's full. She said, that's not the dirty clothes. Come on. So now I put my dirty clothes in the dirty clothes basket. And I put about 50 pillows on my bed when I make up the bed. Might not be quite that many, but it's a lot of pillows. And I do it because I love her. I do it because I want to please her. This relationship is so easy for you to see. But I'm not really talking about this relationship. I want to talk to you about your relationship with Jesus Christ. Are you doing everything you know, amen, that the Lord wants you to do and please Him? Have you abstained from those things that when you go to do them, your heart begins to get a little cold? Come on. And so... Here, these people, hey amen, we're going to have to endure. I know that. And, I, and I, I, you, you don't know, you don't really know my background, hey amen, but early on I, I went to church. But then a guy at a time, I'd slip out of church on Friday nights. Our church used to have church on Friday nights. Sometimes they'd be shouting, because, but I wanted to go see Doctor Who on my parents' television. And my soul would be so cold. I could, I'd be crying before, but you see, I was torn between two gods. Yeah. Amen. So, finally the Lord convicted me of it, and I, I did away with it. No more. We never had a television. Never owned one. We never had a cable. Nothing like that. But, so to occupy my time, of course, it's click, 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 click on it. Huh? Spend hours on that kind of stuff. You see, the devil has his traps. He wants to take your thoughts off of heaven and hell. He wants to take your, your mind away from the trouble that you had. You know why you got trouble? Because God's working on you. Yes. Amen. You understand? Uh, my wife mentioned every test and every trial. If you're a child of God, goes through His hands. Amen. And He either approves it or disapproves it. He'll say, Satan, you can do that, but you can only go so far. Amen. And it's for our good. Have you passed your test? What's that one thing that you seem to fail at? Over and over and over. These are they, I'm sorry, here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Amen. There's a lot of people that play church. I don't want to play church. 
I don't want to, uh, you know, and I've been around crowds and I've been in uh, churches and I've been around some preachers that, oh, everybody thought they were just so wonderful. And then when you get to be with them, you're thinking, wow. Huh? I want to be with God's people. God's genuine people. Hey, Amen. I can't remember the preacher's uh, name that... He was a great uh, camp meeting preacher of the Church of God, I think it was, or maybe the Assemblies of God. And it got to the place where he could, he'd come to the pulpit drunk. And people would think he was under the Spirit. I don't want none of that. I want the genuine. I want the genuine. Amen. And so here is the patience of the saints. That joyful Hopeful endurance and waiting. What are we waiting for? We are waiting for our unity with God. Amen. Our joining together with Jesus Christ. And it's going to come one of two ways for every soul. Either by way of the grave or by way of the trumpet. Sometimes we all think, I'd rather take the way of the trumpet. Yeah. But you know what? After so many years now, I guess been 10 or 15 years now, I'll take the grave or the trumpet. Whatever God wants, however He wants it. Amen. Blessed are... That sounds so strange, doesn't it? Blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. From henceforth, yea, saith the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. You know, we are going to be judged by our works. Amen. I hope your name's written in the Lamb's Book of Life. It can be in the Lamb's Book of Life. And you can be adding stuff to that heavenly account up there. You can. But you know what? Your works are going to follow you. My old pastor, he, uh, he, uh, he preached from here many, many years ago. And he talked about What's going to be following you? Is there something God has been dealing with you about? And you just keep putting it off. And you keep putting it off. And you keep putting it off. And you say, Lord, it's not going to be that big a deal, Lord. It's not that... Lord, I, you know, I know You love me. I feel Your presence. Sometimes your feeling of the presence might be the feeling of conviction and not of blessing. Amen. And so, but when you die and you make peace with everybody, the Bible said, follow peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Do you have aught with your brother? Do you hate somebody? Does somebody hate you? You know, you really can't control how others like or dislike you, but if you find out they don't like you, you need to do what you can to try to make peace. Sometimes you can't, but you need to try. Come on. That can follow you. It can defile you. I'd hate, oh, I'd hate to get that close and then something come up from my past that I never would deal with. It's quiet in here. I must be close to home. I never did deal with it. Just let, uh uh-uh, folks, while you've got breath, deal with your life. Oh, the Lord will forgive you. 
Amen. Uh, uh, there's a doctrine in the Scriptures of restitution. You stolen something? Huh? You can't steal and go to heaven. Well, I asked the Lord to forgive me. Well, you can't go out and steal a car. Ask the Lord to forgive you and keep the car. You've got to give it back. Come on. Kind of a pastoral message here. Amen. But the Lord's coming. And you're either going to be taken in the first resurrection or you're going to be taken in the second resurrection. You're either going to be taken in the first reaping of the harvest or you're going to be taken in the second reaping of the harvest. There's only two. I know there's some that preach there's seven resurrections, but I can't find it. Not in my Bible. Amen. There's two resurrections. The resurrection of the sainted dead. Those whose names are written in the Lamb's book of life. And then there's the resurrection of the unsainted dead. Those whose names are not in the Lamb's book This is not the way I intended to preach this tonight. But it's a serious thing. Very serious. Because the Lord, I'm going to tell you something. People get worried that, oh, they, someone might be listening on my phone. Huh? Someone might be reading my text. Come on. Somebody might be looking at my pictures. Come on. You know what? If you're a saint of God, you don't care. Hello? You don't care. You know why? You're not doing anything. Amen. That's offending God. You're not going to take a picture of something that you shouldn't be taking a picture of. You're not going to have no video clip on your phone of something that is not godly. Amen. Or it's kind of rude or anything like that. You're not going to have it. Amen. Our works follow us. What if you're hiding something on your phone? Hiding something on your computer and the Lord takes you. It's still there. And it'll follow you. You say, Brother Jeff. And did you know that the same finger that the Lord can write your name in that book of life, He's got a blotter. And He can erase it out. Come on. Now, folks, I'm a little different than some of y'all. Some of y'all think that as soon as a person makes a sin or as soon as a person starts going the other direction, he immediately blocks out. I don't believe that. I believe God's going to deal with that soul. But if you continue to go against the Lord, go the other direction, there's going to come a time when that name's going to be erased. Wow. Y'all are quiet on me. Amen. He's coming. He's coming for a church. Wow. Please, my shirt's got a spot on. There was a saying of God I went to visit one time. She was crying in the bed. And uh, she'd been having some heart condition problems and all that. She said, Brother Jeff. Brother Jeff. I said, What? She said, I got a spot. I said, Sister, what do you mean? She said, I got a spot on me that'll keep me out of heaven. 
Amen. It wasn't a literal spot right there. It was in her heart. But she was worried about it. And oh, that hospital visit, amen, made her concerned enough to check her soul and to check if she was right with God. We need to be checking. And we need to be ready. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to be a good reflector. Come on. Uh, My boys... I don't know if they'll hear this or not. But anyway, one of my boys, we helped him get him a nice F-150 truck. And it was all pretty and shiny. Amen. It was, it was in great shape. Amen. And it wasn't too long. He brought it home and he had mud from the front bumper all the way to the back and all on the side. And I said, son! You need to get that thing washed off. He said, no, Daddy. People love my truck now that it's dirty like this. <laughs> but it will, will cover up the beauty. Is there anything covering up our reflection? When the Lord sees us, I'm sorry, when a sinner sees us on the street, what does he see? Does he see a a grumpy person, somebody that's always complaining, someone that's always asking for some kind of break, someone who's always trying to cut corners, someone that got a mean look on their face. Teresa's been telling me I've got to work on that. Anyway, what does sinner see? I want to tell you something else too. A big smile doesn't make a Christian. But it sure looks good on a Christian. Amen. Are we reflecting Jesus Christ? That's our daily chore. That's the thing that we should love to do. You know, men are a little different. Teresa be getting this song. i got to get out of this. Men are, you know, pretty much all men... Around, I see seen one particular man that came in the store. He had long sleeves on, and I bought a big bottle of, of whiskey and went out the door. And originally, when I first saw him, I, I thought, "Well, I wonder if he goes to church." <laughs> Come on, long sleeves don't make a Christian. No, but you know what? When God sends us out, we need to be a good reflection of Him. Modest apparel. I love going with my wife sometimes. Sometimes I don't. But anyway, sometimes I do love going with her. Crazy thing. Is that your real hair? Will you show that to me? My wife will take it down. It goes all the way to the floor. And they'll say, wow. You know? And she witnesses to them. Sometimes she doesn't even have to do that. They'll just say, I can tell you're a Christian. I get that every once in a while, but not like my wife does. Amen. I definitely don't. But seriously, what kind of reflection are you in the world? What kind of reflection are you at your work? Amen. Do the people at your work have enough confidence in you that when they got trouble, they'll come and ask you to pray?
I've been in workplaces. I've had all kinds of situations through my life. I've had uh, people at work down me because I wouldn't go drinking with them. Wouldn't go out to the bar. Wouldn't go out to the juke joints with them after work. You know? And eventually they ostracized me. And eventually I, got, I had to leave. Huh? But you know what? When they got in trouble. Hey, Brother Jeff. Will you pray for this? We need to be a reflection. Things are going to get worse. Situations are going to get worse. Amen. I hope our government comes out of this downward spiral that we're in. But you know what? A Christian is a Christian. If you're living in America, if you're living in Africa, if you're living, you know, on Haiti, if you're living in Europe, Russia, or China, it's not the government that makes us a Christian. It's our experience with Jesus. And you've got to have that experience with Him. Come, let's stand all across the house. I'm going to open the altar up here this evening. I want you to take time to come examine yourself. Don't be patting yourself on the back. I'm better than this one. I'm better than that one. If you compare yourself among yourselves, you are not wise. It's easy to be better than the next person you see. How do you line up with this? This is the ruler. How do you line up? The Lord's coming. You're going to be in one of those harvests. And aren't you thankful? Just like the Lord, He talked about the, the different soil types. You control the soil. You control that. Amen. I want to be a fruitful plane. Amen. I want to be part of the bride of Christ. Why don't you come? Examine your hearts. Let's draw closer to Him here tonight.